All right, so let's get into some statistics on COVID-19. Because, um, you know, you're probably unaware of this thing called COVID-19. You probably never even heard of it. So let's get into uh, some statistics here. So, as of May 22nd, 2020, coronavirus statistics worldwide. Um, do, 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 um, I hate when they play possum with you. These fuck, you know, they're really, they're really playing games. They're really playing games with this, this pandemic, you know, because it used to be at the click of the button, you can get information. Now there's all these little subgenres and subheadings and well, like, um, total recovered cases or total cases pending or what do you mean by cases of Corona? What the fuck do you think I mean by cases of coronavirus? How many fucking cases are there? None of this pending, none of this um, pre-post, blee blah 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 Oh my god, you can't get a straight answer out of this fucking shit no more. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Worldwide cases. Just whatever, cases. You know, they're fucking with me here. They're fucking with me. I don't know why they can't just give a fucking straight answer. Okay, here we go. So, total cases of COVID-19 coronavirus worldwide, 5.11 million confirmed cases worldwide. 5.11 million. There are 1.95 million recovered cases worldwide and 333,000 deaths worldwide. So those are the stats. And you know, as I was bitching, whining and kambeeking about how they never give a straight answer, um, here's a very interesting article. And this goes back to what I've been saying for months now. Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. Oh, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. <laughs> Mixed messages, frustration with, lo with lockdowns, fuel some skepticism about pandemic. This is an article from cbcnews.ca. Mixed messages, frustration with lockdowns, fuel some skepticism about pandemic. Science around coronavirus is still in flux, and that has left some frustrated and skepti skeptical, say experts. Over the past few months, there have been more than 4.4 million globally confirmed cases of COVID-19 and more than 300,000 deaths connected to the disease caused by the novel coronavirus. Stop with the novel coronavirus. What the fuck does that mean? Did it write a novel? The novel coronavirus? What, did it write a book? Did it win the novel peace prize? The novel... P Stop with the novel coronavirus. What the fuck? Is it coronavirus? Is it COVID-19? Is it SARS.20? What the fuck is it? Stop with these fucking different words. <sighs> Yet there are some, a small minority, 
who contest the fact that there is a deadly infectious disease spreading around the planet, or who object to global efforts to try to minimize the spread and the casualties. Some have even taken to protesting against some of the lockdown measures. Pardon moi if um, you hear some like machinery in the background. Somebody's, there's like a garbage truck or something outside, or delivery truck or something, I don't know. Experts say there are several reasons that account for skepticism about the pandemic, including mounting frustration as shutdowns continue, the breakdown of trust in government over issues such as changes in mask policy, a resistance to being told what to do, and gaps in a skill psychologists call cognitive sophistication. Cognitive sophistication, which helps people discern what's true or false. Yeah, we're stupid. That's why we're having all this skepticism about um, COVID-19, coronavirus, novel coronavirus, SARS-2. That's why we're having skepticism. It's not because of this shifting, um, shrouded, fucking mamby-pamby coverage, this fear-mongering bullshit, this constant, bloated, inflated news cycle of fucking uh, semantics, lies, cover-up, you know? Not, not because of that. Not because of um, the uncertainty and mixed messages. Was it created by a lab in Wuhan province? Did it come out of the wet markets of the Wuhan province? Did it come from a bat? Was it a biologically engineered weapon by the American government to take out the Chinese economy? Was it a biologically engineered weapon by the Chinese government to take out the American economy? Is it because of the Middle East? Is it because of global warming? No, we're skeptical. We're skeptical about coronavirus because we have a condition called cognitive disassociation. What does it say? I'm too stupid to even remember what it is. What's it called again? Uh, we have a gap in our skill set called cognitive sophistication, which helps people discern what's true or false. Oh, would you fuck off already? I hate these garbage trucks. God bless them. You know, they're still at work during this pandemic, taking out the garbage, making noise for no fucking reason. You most certainly can hear this, can't you? Sometimes, you know, the microphone doesn't pick up every little fucking thing. But like there's this fucking truck whizzing back and forth outside the fucking window. It's fucking driving me ape tit. But anyways, that's why we're stupid. That's why we have skepticism about coronavirus. We suffer from cognitive sophistication. All right. While some parallels can be drawn between doubts about the current pandemic and the questioning of anthropogenic climate change or the, eff the efficacy of vaccinations, one large difference is that the science around the pandemic is still emerging. Duh, said Timothy Caulfield a Canadian research chair in health and law policy at the University of Alberta in Edmonton. It is different in that here we have science that is still in flux, he said. You have a public health agency that are trying to do their best with science that is still emerging. 
And when officials offer differing advice, as happened with public health and the government representatives initially said masks didn't need to be worn by the general public and then later suggested it might not hurt to don them in public, it could erode trust in government, Caulfield said. Are you sure, Caulfield? Are you sure? Or maybe you're suffering from cognitive sophistication, morphinization. Risa Horowitz, a visual and media artist and associate professor in visual arts at the University of Regina. <coughs> Gina? Oh, come on. Uh, Risa Horowitz, a visual and media artist and associate professor in visual arts at the University of Regina said the mixed messages are coming from all sides, not just the government. <clears throat> I have been frustrated by the mixed messaging released by official channels about the use of masks by the general public during the pandemic, she said. The messaging has shifted a lot since January and is still divergent across channels. This is dizzying. First, said Horowitz, the public was advised to keep N95 masks in frontline workers for frontline workers and only wear masks if they were ill or caring or caring for someone who was sick. Then the message shifted to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and other public health agencies recommending faith, recommending cloth, cloth face coverings for everyone out in public. Health Canada currently advises that homemade face coverings have not been proven to protect against the virus, but can be an additional measure to prevent one's respiratory droplets from spreading to others. Ew. Your fucking respiratory droplets? Ew. The World Health Organization clarified last month that medical masks should be reserved for healthcare workers. This is dizzying. Oh, 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 should I wear a mask? Shouldn't I wear a mask? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is dizzying. And it leads not only to frustration, but also to mistrust, said Horowitz. If the experts we rely on to inform us are not straightforward about the advice offered to the reasons why people like me end up feeling infantilized, Infant, infantilized. I know what it means. I can't really pronounce it. You know, when you feel like an infant, you're, you're infantile, you're infantile sizing me. Ah, hell, I don't know. Maybe I'm suffering from uh, cognitive dissophistication disease. If the experts we rely on to inform us are not straightforward about the advice offered and the reasons why people like are and the reasons what? If the experts we rely on to inform us are not straightforward about the advice offered and the reasons why, people like me end up feeling infantilized and skeptical about all advice given. Hallelujah. Adding to the frustration has been the devastating impact of the economic fallout from the shutdown of businesses and institutions. Canada lost close to 2 million jobs in April alone, and its economy is predicted to shrink, a little bit of shrinkage, to shrink 
by 6.2% this year. Caulfield, who studies misinformation and disinformation, <laughs> you study lies? Caulfield, who studies misinformation and disinformation, said that there is a trust in science generally, but that some people may be using the uncertainty in some aspects of the research to support their position as their frustration mounts with the coronavirus response. But there's another reason why some people might believe unproven theories about the origins or spread of the virus, or behave in ways that put them at risk, such as attending a protest at a time when health authorities are telling people not to congregate. It relates to something psychologists call cognitive sophistication. That's what psychologists call it, cognitive sophistication. Or the ability to think rationally about an issue, says Gordon Penny Cook. <laughs> Penny Cock? Penny Cook, a psychologist and assistant professor at the University of Regina. It's not a basis of intelligence, Penny, Cock, <clears throat> Penny Cook said of the term. There are just some people who are just better at figuring out what's true or false. There's just some people who are better at being lied to than others. <laughs> what? There are many factors that come to play when discussing cognitive sophistication. How receptive you are to information presented to you. Whether or not you question your intuition. How well you understand probabilities. And how knowledgeable you are about some of the underlying scientific principles. Yeah, it all sounds well and good, but when you're being lied to, you're basically being lied to. Don't take a fucking psychological sophistication genius to fucking tell a fucking lie from a fucking hole in the wall. Fucking moron. You can think about it as having a kind of mental toolbox that can be helped, that can be used to help discern between what's true and false in the world, says Pennycock, Pennycook, who wrote a... 2015 paper on the ability to detect falsehoods. <laughs> what? It's those tools that help. What am I supposed to do? Carry a fucking dictograph, or what do you call that? What, do you, what, is, what am I supposed to carry a fucking lie detector test around with me everywhere I fucking go? Hook it up to the fucking TV. Listen to it. Push play when the fucking politicians are t talking. Oh, look at it go! Look at it go! My cognitive sophistication is really kicking in on this one. I'm telling whether or not they're lying or not. How do you fucking know when someone's lying to you? You don't really know until you find out the facts, don't you? It has nothing to do with your cognitive fucking dipshit fucking theory. All right. It's those tools that help make people distrustful of theories that seem to fly in the face of common sense or that have been debunked by scientists, such as the claim that putting pepper in soup or injecting disinfectant will stave off COVID-19. I never heard that one. You put pepper in soup and then you don't get COVID-19. Like I heard of drinking bleach. I mean, that's a pretty good solution. I think Donald Trump came up with that. You know, have a couple shots of bleach. That makes sense. But pepper in your soup? I never heard of that. That didn't make any much sense. Anyway. Um, Caulfield said, one of the more challenging things in the fight against misinformation is science ploitation where people peddling pseudoscience use real scientific terms that can lend more credibility to advice. Hmm. 
It becomes very difficult for the public to tease out what's real and what's not real when you're talking about things like the microbiome and you're talking about quantum physics. Hey, I'm getting a little bit of pseudoscience turned on here. Oh, tell me more about the biochrome. Oh, tell me more about the quantum physics. Numeracy and how people process numbers, which is not always rationally, also factors into how facts about the pandemic are interpreted. We didn't evolve to immediately comprehend quantities, said Pennycock. <clears throat> Pennycook. <clears throat> oh my god. Do you hear this fucking truck? It's like... Fuck off! It's not their fault. They gotta go earn a buck. You know, God bless them. They still have a job during pandemic. But still, would you guys fuck off already? Just trying to do a little podcast here. Stop worrying about the trash on the sidewalk and start worrying about your cognitive um, sophistication reflux. You know, these idiots probably don't even believe that COVID-19... These, these idiots are probably wearing masks right now. Anyway, who knows? Um, <clears throat> so... We didn't evolve to immediately comprehend quantities, said Pennycock, <clears throat> Pennycook. For example, in 2004, an earthquake and subsequent tsunami in Indonesia claimed more than 200,000 lives. It was covered worldwide and elicited heartfelt responses and assistance from governments and people around the globe. The global death poll from the pandemic has surpassed 300,000 but may not hit a nerve in the same manner among those not directly impacted. If this was a natural disaster, you would be completely distraught, said Pennycock, Pennycook. If this was a natural disaster, we would be completely distraught. I thought it was a natural disaster. Isn't that what the information says? It came out of a wet market in Wuhan province? Due to the mishandling of agriculture, you know, due to the mishandling of, um, you know, cattle, livestock, doesn't that fall under a natural disaster heading? What else would you call it? Or was it biologically engineered? Was it created in a Wuhan laboratory? Do you know something that I don't know, Pennycock? <clears throat> Pennycook? Why don't you check your fucking cognitive? Sophistication reflux index, you fucking bonehead. If this was a fucking natural disaster, it is a natural disaster. Allegedly. Numbers also come into play in a different way, he said. For example, if there are predictions that millions of people are going to die from COVID-19 and instead it turns out to be hundreds of thousands, some people might reframe that to mean the virus is not as serious as we initially thought, when in fact it still poses a significant risk. Something else to consider is the language used to describe either the virus itself, SARS-CoV-2, or the pandemic. The metaphors that are being used are really violent, and they're very warlike, and they bring up the idea of threat and uncertainty, said Morgal Tiv, a PhD candidate in the Department of Psychology at McGill University in Montreal. 
Terms such as invisible enemy or war against the virus can make people uneasy, said Tiv. It instills a feeling of doom and dread and uneasiness and some sense of uncertainty as well, she said. And from the psychological <clears throat> and from the psychological psychological perspective, when people are in situations of uncertainty and fear, there are different things that are driving their behaviors and decision-making processes. Yes. So that was an article from cbc.ca. Mixed messages, frustrations with lockdowns fuel some skepticism about pandemic. And suffice to say, that's some of the things I'm feeling. I'm feeling some skepticism. I'm feeling some uncertainty. I'm suffering from a psychological sophistication in cognitive influx syndrome. And, um, you know, that's a good place to leave that discussion. You know, suffice to say, there's a lot of skepticism. What's going on right now is world leaders are calling on China to be a little bit more transparent with the whole situation. At first, the narrative was, oh, it came out of the wet markets of Wuhan. Then it's snowballed into, um, was it biologically ge generated in a Wuhan laboratory? Was the virus present earlier than initially reported? There's still a lot of uncertainty and skepticism and hey, maybe it's my doggone cognitive sophistication reflux syndrome. Maybe I'm just a complete moron who doesn't know how to decipher right from wrong. But, um, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty, suffice to say. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. How are you feeling about this whole COVID-19 coronavirus dialogue? How do you feel? Do you feel secure and do you feel safe in what the narrative is being told to us do you believe in it or do you believe there are other factors at work do you believe that we are still in a state of flux science where it's like from a scientific standpoint we just don't know you know from a um i guess theoretical level we still don't know what where it came from how it surfaced hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com <laughs>